Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Swung up, Marsh to left field deep. Fam going back, looking up. He will watch it fly. And a miraculous comeback by the A's. And the ninth is capped by Matt Chapman's three-run home run. And the A's have won the game. And the final is 5-4. to four. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. And the number for the show is 833-625-2278. That is 833-625-2278. Chris Townsend alongside Kent Korak. And, Ken, mission accomplished. The Angels came in red hot, and you've stopped them for two straight, and you've won the series. And on the day in which Bob Melvin's uh, option was picked up on his contract and of course, we all thought that was a foregone conclusion, but still, it's a great day for Bob and for the uh, ball club and the franchise, of course. And then the A's uh, came out and played a great ball game. You know, we were talking late on the broadcast, uh, Chris, that the A's are really fun to watch right now. And it's, it's good baseball. It's good fundamental baseball. You get into one of these stretches where the A's have the best record in baseball in June, 11-2, and two, and the pitching and the hitting and the defense – uh, they're doing a nice job, and like you said, they derailed the Angels because the Halos came in here looking like this was going to be a really big series for them, having won six straight. And uh, like you said, Chris, the A's have taken the first two games. Yeah, they've now won five in a row, seven of eight. Uh, and you think about what they are in June as they've won 11 out of 13, a season-high 15 games over 500. And during this time in June, Ken, Starters are 9-2, and two. and today I thought Frankie was fabulous. I love the fastball split combination. I think he had three or four strikeouts on the split, and to go seven innings, strike out eight, only walk one, that's exactly what the doctor ordered. Well, the split was huge in that pivotal at bat with Otani, which was the biggest at bat of the game in the fifth inning, and strikes him out with uh, three straight splits. So, uh, And I think he built upon what he did last time out. Because he had great stuff in his last start. It didn't work out eventually for him or the ball club. But the other thing, Chris, is the A's have to keep winning. Because the Astros aren't going anywhere. And even though the A's have a two-and-a-half game lead, it's only one game in the loss column. So, you know, these clubs going right down to the wire, you know, you, you would think they would both make it to the postseason. But if that's the case, one of them is going to have to deal with the wild card. And we're back to the one-game wild-card deal, Chris. So Ooh, uh, this is going to be. Like that. I know it's going to be a. It's going to be. It's going to be a great summer of baseball, um, out here at the Coliseum, Chris, with uh, so many uh, great attractions coming in. 
No doubt. And, you know, the other thing that we have talked about, Ken, is getting better in division. They're now 11-13 and 13 in the West, so they're trying to make up for that bad start. And then, of course, they're now 23-18 and 18 at the Coliseum. So you need to dominate at home, and you got to dominate in division. Yes, there's no question, and that's big. And, they, of course, they haven't seen the Rangers yet. They're going to see them on the road trip. But, Who? The uh, Texas? Are they, they're, they're still in our they're, league? No, they're in a different league, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. I mean, those are two things that are really important. And uh, with all the, you, with the Diamondbacks, they had, what, 20 straight on the road. The Orioles lost their 17th straight on the road today. Yet the A's, they say, hey, 18 and 9 on the road. That's pretty good so far. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm I'm very happy for our guy Tori Lavello. It was starting to look pretty bleak, but they will not get the D-backs will not get to that record of 22 straight road losses. The dubious record shared by the 1943 Philadelphia A's. Ooh, that is uh, that that's that, that's a that's a, a lot of rough road trips, Ken. You don't want that, right? No, no, no. Well, it's a quick day, so get out of here, get home, get some sleep, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, buddy. The great Kent Korak after a fantastic victory for the Athletics over the Angels and 6-4. to four, And now you're going for the three-game sweep of the Rally Monkeys. How good would that be? Remember, they came in red hot. Oh, the Angels have won six in a row. Oh, the Angels are winning without Trout. And you stop them dead in their tracks. And you end all of that momentum. And the struggles to get over 500 for them, they were feeling good. But now with these two losses, they're back to being under 500 at 33 and 34. Get greedy and get the sweep tomorrow. The number is 833-625-2278. That's 833-625. I'm reading that wrong. I wrote it. No, I got it right. Uh, 833-625-2278. Your phone calls are coming up next right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Ready for an oil change? The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are here to help. We'll make sure you have all the supplies you need to make the job quick and easy. Right now, get five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil for just $28.95. Plus, get a $10 gift card after mail-in rebate. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late. And that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com slash KeepStock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is A's Clubhouse. And the number once again, 833-625-2278. We'll see who Vince is going to have for the star of the game. Let's go to Gene in Oakland. Lead us off again tonight, Gene. Hey, Tony. Uh, hats off to my to Frank Frankie Montas, man. Uh, just like our other starters, boy, he when he was uh, he had his back to the wall and you know that's that. Uh, I guess it was a splitter and the slider that wasn't working for him, and they were sitting on the fastball. And I was scared to death when when uh, uh, Otani came up, and I thought, man, this guy's going to hit a three-run homer, and the game's going to be over. But 
he threw those three nasty, I guess they were splitters, right? And those, <laughs> his splitty, his splitty was McNasty tonight. It was, but it just came at the just at the you know at the right time because before then he was struggling, and once that was working, well you know once he's got those those three pitches working, I mean he's he's as good as there is in baseball. So, so and once again, hats off to him. Uh, on the other side of the docket, Jesus gave up another home run, <laughs> and uh, you know I was listening to you the other day uh, when I after I called in and I kind of railed against him and said it's probably time to get rid of the guy, and you uh, you explained your theory, which made a lot of sense to me about how you know maybe his being short had something to do with his his problem. So uh, maybe the guy needs some elevator shoes or something. I I don't know, <laughs> but I. I don't. I don't have a lot. I. I'm, I still don't have confidence in this dude. And I, I. I still think if there's a way to, uh, to you know, to to pull like a another deal like we did with Beretta last year, then man, just pull the trigger. Let's let's get somebody better in here. Somebody that can be more helpful. Someone that's a little better than just a a mop up duty pitcher like uh, like Luzardo. Well, he's better than that. Appreciate the phone call, Gene. It's just I don't know if he's ready. You know, what do you do with him? You know, throwing it 90, I mean, you know, television had it at 98. I don't know if it's 98, but it's right down the middle. And these guys at this level are going to crush that. You may have got away with that in the minor leagues. But I, you're not going to get away with it at this level. I mean, Otani just, what was the exit velocity? 115 point something miles an hour? That's not fooling anybody. And he's got to figure out with his fastball to get some movement on that fastball. Because dead arrow straight is not going to cut it. And man, does he give up a ton of home runs. What is that? 10 home runs already this year? Let's go to Joel leaving the game. You are on the A's Clubhouse show. Hey, what's happening? So, um, you know, we just got back, and, I mean, that play from Sky Bolt, that was nuts. I'm not going to lie. But, I mean, offensively, it just really seems like he's not clicking right now. What are the A's going to do once Loriano comes back? You think they're going to keep him on the bench, or what's going to happen? No, he'll go down. You think he'll go down? Do you think he has any chance if he – Puts, like, better offensive numbers up over in Nashville. Do you think he'll get the chance to come back maybe during September, or what are they going to do with him? Well, our, uh, our our AAA is now Las Vegas. We're no longer in Nashville. Las Vegas, um, yeah, my bad. I just think he's a guy. I mean, no offense, but, I mean, I, 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 I don't plan really anything for Skybolt. I mean, I, I just – I can't trust any numbers down in Vegas whenever someone tells me – uh, how, how look what he's doing in Vegas. You're like, I mean, it's an offensive league. It's an offensive ballpark. So I don't think any offensive player is that good. And I don't think any pitcher is that bad when you look at some of their numbers, because I mean, it's a launching pad and you play in altitude and you play in thin air and the ball just flies compared to being a pitcher's league. This is just an offensive league. I mean, if sky bolt was all that when he wouldn't the giants have kept him around. I mean, I would think so. And speaking of the pitchers, now that you say that, A.J. Puck, he's been down there for so long. What I feel like we're going to trade him at the deadline. He's not doing anything down there. 
there's no reason for the A's to keep him anymore. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I would be shocked. They still believe A.J. is a big part of their future. So I would be shocked if he has moved at the deadline. Absolutely shocked. We also, we also believe that Beretta was going to be our future, and look what happened to him. That's true. I mean, it's not, at some point, you got to produce. I mean, you just can't be a career rehab guy, and you got to put up numbers. And if you don't, you go from being a prospect to a suspect. So you're only going to get so much time, but I don't think the time is right now that – I mean, I, I mean, obviously I could be wrong, but I just don't think right now is going to be the time you're going to see Lazardo or Puck not given a, a chance to, to make the, the squad, whether it's – well, I mean, Lazardo's already here, but um, at least in spring training next year. I, I don't think they're pulling the plug on either guy right now. Lazardo has proved himself that he can pitch at this level. Puck hasn't, and especially with his injuries, we just don't know right now. That is true. There is no question to that. I mean, well, you know what Puck hasn't proven? Puck hasn't proven he can stay healthy. Exactly. That's why I think trade him now at the deadline and with the like the prospect that he is now, maybe get a little bit, maybe trade. Here's my thing. Trade Puck and Piscotty, because, I mean, we can get Seth Brown out there, right field. He's been producing, and get a good second baseman. Because Tony Kemp, he's not going to stay at second base for very long. He's not our long-term guy. Well, right now, your second baseman's Jed Lowry. You want to you take Jed out of the lineup? I mean, he's getting old. We don't know if he can keep producing. Yeah, but what we care about is not the future. We care about right now. The window of opportunity is open now. And I have a hard time just committing to Seth Brown with a 190 batting average and an OPS of 691. I mean, if there's anything I've even thought about, maybe you need to go get some bats. And one of them might be someone who can play in the outfield and potentially play right field. I totally agree with that. Hey, appreciate the phone call. Be safe on that way home. Bleacher Dave, wave them high. Uncle Tony, what's up, baby? Just another win that your A's are winning. Hey, cool in the gang, baby. Cool in the gang. Got to let it. Hey, hey, hey. How much fun is it to, when you got a third baseman who can make that play? And I'm going, don't throw it. Like, he stops. Dude, that is like crazy delicious to be able to just fling that thing off balance with such accuracy. This is my mind. Um, hey, can can he pitch? Because what the heck is going on with Jesus Lazardo? How old is how old is he again? He's uh, twenty three. Twenty three. That's what I thought. Twenty three. So some dude. This is a couple things. Couple thoughts here. He gives up a whole bunch of golf balls. Um, sometimes. A dude just needs to change the scenery. And we've, we've seen that with some wars. We've seen that with some A's before. But for 23 years old, and I think you and I saw him pitch against the Cubs in Las Vegas, and it was Las Vegas again, a couple of years ago. And the slide piece is that it's a wipeout slider when it's right. The dude has shown up, and he showed it, he's teased us with his uh, up here in Oakland that he can not only get big leader hitters out, but make them look foolish. He's got that. Now, 
maybe the league has seen him enough, and, and he hasn't adjusted to the adjustment. But to, but to your point, what we're seeing is fastballs down the middle, and those are going to get crushed every time at this level. And I just continue to think that it's a lack of focused mind on every single pitch to every single big league hitter, and that he just I don't know. He's just he's not he's not locked in in every pitch. And I want to say he's young. So let's remember that he is 23, and he's got some stuff. And I, I, there's no way that I would give up a future potential of a Jesus Lazaro for a half season of a Trevor Story. That that's, that sounds like foolishness to me. This is not a kind of guy you give up in that kind of kind of situation, but he needs something to happen to him because he's just not getting it done. And I think we're all frustrated. So so I don't know. But in the meantime, you know, the weather's gotten hot and the balls are flying and the A's are doing A's things. And, dude, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch, huh? Can't wait to get out there again. By the way, I screwed up. I thought, I thought the D-backs won tonight, and I just got an update. Actually, the Giants came back and won 9-8. to eight. So, so the D-backs have lost 21 straight road games. If they lose tomorrow, they'll tie the all-time record. That oh is my bad. That's bad, but I tell you what, at least they don't have to be in the desert right now. It ain't like 120 degrees. That might be the plan. They're like, you know, we are so bad on the road. We want to stay out here, and they'll bar us from coming home, and it'll be too hot. I don't know, man. Um it's funny stuff, and I don't even want to approach this topic. Funny stuff at the supervisors meeting today about this whole thing. Very exhaustive six-hour meeting, uh, but at the end of the day, it's it's possible. And so I heard the Cook County supervisors kind of turn that way around um, as Molly Maven from the city walked them through major details of the financial projections. And so it's a lot of money. It's a lot of risk. Um, And right now, for me as an Oakland resident, there's not enough. You know, the A's have got to come with some affordable housing on site. They are offering a potential big package, a community benefits package, community investment agreement for reparative justice. And because I'm about that, it's there's a deal but if they are willing to give a little bit more and everybody is willing to take a little bit less it ain't right yet but it's not on the fundamentally i'll say i'll leave maybe leave it here fundamentally it can make sense so the port has said they would chip in some money i heard that from the port representative mouth on another meeting they're lobbying the state for some money the county's going to kick in. It really looks like they're going to kick in to this Howard Terminal ISD. It really does. They did all, all almost everything but call for the vote. Because the county's like, you can't press us. You know, you, How dare you force us to move so quickly? But I think they're going to vote in 30 days. Um, and it's going to really come down to the A's ability to put a deal on the table that's not going to embarrass the city council. Because I think the deal they have on the table right now the city council can't accept. And so we'll see, are the A's really want to just go to Vegas? Because when you see Cavill tweeting out there and Fisher's going and just really the glee that they show every time Vegas comes up, you know, maybe that's um, piling, maybe that's acting 
because they're trying to put some pressure on the AAs, but it doesn't feel that way. Hey, 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 Bleacher, Bleacher, let me me ask you this, because I didn't see it because I'm working when uh, they're doing A's pregame live on NBC Sports California. Somebody went on with Brody. I don't know who it is, but that person, I guess, said, why are we moving so fast? And I just go, I, I, I mean, what timeline do you want to be on? I mean, at what point, I mean, I, I, you've lost the NBA. You've lost the NFL. Like, what kind of timeline do you want to be on so you don't lose the last, the last thing you got? Dude, I think it was, I think it was Nate Miley, and that came up today. The, the supervisors were pissed. Supervisor Keith Carlson held up probably a few thousand emails and was like, look, dude, I'm trying to deal with a budget, a homelessness crisis, the COVID thing, and you're flooding my email box with, with you know, A's fans and A's haters to distract me from doing my work. They showed the thousand, you know, there's, there's hundreds, but not thousands of pages of documents that the, that the city and the A's mailed to the county supervisors like four days ago. You think they can read all that in four days and come to a prudent decision about protecting, uh, about executing their constitutionally mandated charge and protecting the taxpayers and reviewing this deal? What the A's are asking to do is unreasonable. And that's why I wonder do they really want to go to Vegas because they're not going to give um, the county, they, haven't, they didn't give the county a time to do their due diligence. And, you know, as much as I love the A's and I want to see them stay here and I want to see these benefit packages, you have got to give people time to digest this. And so, I don't, I don't, you know, maybe I'll leave it here. There's a deal there. There's too much money on the table for there not to be a deal. And so we've got to decide a couple of things. Most fundamentally, who, who, who are we? Do we have a vision for the future? Is this still the Oakland that was the town that said, yes, we can? Or have we become a place that says, no, we can't because we're afraid? Um, I don't know what the right answer is, but unless and until there's a deal on the table that the city council can accept and not look like patsies, you can never in a negotiation never give the other party an opportunity to make them lose face. You have to allow everybody to maintain face. And so if we if we let that happen and there is vision exhibited, what we could have here in this town could make everybody proud because we're making a decision not just for today, but for 50 years from now. This yeah. team is gone. They'll be gone 50 years from now. So let's not let a temporary situation lead us to a permanent decision. And, and by, once and read, by, and, and by where the, there, let me give you, let me give you a tagline. Once I've once read, where there is no vision, the people perish. Let's see some vision. I'm just going to say this. The clock is ticking, and it's ticking for Major League Baseball. They need answers. It's just a reality. Yeah, but yeah. so Dave Cavill went from end of the year to midsummer, like overnight a few weeks ago. Yeah, because ba- baseball wants to expand. Everybody thinks this is just about the A's. Baseball wants to expand. Their collective bargaining agreement yeah. is coming up yeah. at the end of the year. They're, they, they kept the A's in Oakland, right? But but C-League forced the A's to be in Oakland and get a deal done. And now baseball is saying we're running out of time because our owners lost a ton of money last year. And with expansion, we're going to fill our coffers back up. 
So Tampa and Oakland are running out of time. That's just a reality. Thank you, Bleacher Dave. It's but that is just that's where we are, folks. That's where we are. We're running out of time. People have been talking for years. Talk's cheap. There needs to be action. And and too too much of the talk in the past was always pushing these teams back to the Coliseum site. Right? Isn't that what happened? They thought the Warriors, because their first opportunity to try to go to San Francisco and the Embarcadero, it failed. Right? The Larry Ellison site, it failed. So they went, you're not going anywhere. You're staying in Oracle. What happened? They found somewhere else, built it over by AT&T, Oracle Park, whatever the hell you want to call it, and they're gone. Their downtown offices, their tax money, gone. Raiders, can't explain this enough. I've lived this. Raiders lost out on Carson. They wanted to share a stadium with the Chargers. They were the leader in the clubhouse at the owners' meetings in the morning in Houston, if you remember. And what happened? Jerry Jones started being Jerry Jones. And he's the big boy of all the groups. And next thing you know, Jerry Jones made it. So his guy, Kroenke, who's a bazillionaire, and his wife is the, the, the Walmart family. She's a bazillionaire. They made sure Stan Kroenke got L.A. And then they gave the Spanos family, because they've been, they've been good voters with the league for all these years as an ownership. They gave them first right of refusal to L.A., and they ended up taking it. So what did Oakland do? What did the county do? They said, they're not going anywhere. You're stuck here, and we're going to raise your rent. So what did Jerry Jones do? He made Vegas happen. You're 0 for 2 with the strategy of forcing people to be at the Coliseum. You want to be 0 for 3? You can have all the excuses. I'm tired of the excuses. Plus, this is so above my pay grade, knowing all this stuff with, with, with counties and cities and everything. I just know you're 0 for 2, and you don't want to be 0 for 3. The number is 833-625-2278. Do we know who Vince has? Sean Murphy and Vince Catronio, and your phone calls next right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Francis Ford Coppola Winery is home to wine, food, and adventure. Located just 90 minutes north of Oakland, we invite you to sip through award-winning wines like Diamond Collection Claret and enjoy the magic of Sonoma County in a family-friendly atmosphere known for its superior level of quality and integrity. Book a tasting and learn more at FrancisFordCoppolaWinery.com. Please drink responsibly. 2021 Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Geyserville, Sonoma County, California. In the front, we'll take out that tree, install a new fence. You're going to call 811, right? Isn't that just for excavators? No, dude. Calling 811 is for excavators, homeowners, contractors, anyone. Natural gas lines and other utilities can be buried anywhere. Call 811 two working days before any digging project to get all underground lines marked for free. Thanks, deep-voiced narrator. You're welcome, dude. Brought to you by Southwest Gas. Remember your kid's first bike ride? You were filled with pride and terror. Now she's 16 on her first solo drive. But this time, 
in a Honda Civic, packed with Honda Sensing safety features and Apple CarPlay so she can check in. Just like we agreed, right, young lady? Right now, get a great deal on a new Civic at your Northern California Honda dealer or NorCalHondaDealers.com. Honda is family. Ask anyone who owns a Honda. A's fans, let's continue to do our part in stopping the spread of COVID-19. Be sure to wear a mask when you leave the house, maintain social distancing, and wash your hands frequently. Visit athletics.com resources for additional resources and information on COVID-19. Please stay safe. That's athletics.com resources. This is A's Clubhouse. How about Big Murph going yard again? There's a couple fun things about tonight. It is nice to see Elvis hitting. That's just fantastic. Two for four. Two RBIs. Almost looked like he was going to knock one out tonight. Murph's got eight home runs. Oh, yeah, what did Mark Canna do? Oh, yeah, two hits in RBI and scored a run again. All he does is be productive. Here is Vince Catronio with the backstop, Sean Murphy. All right, we're rolling with Sean Murphy. A 6-4 win for the Athletics, and they continue to be the best team in baseball in the month of June. Sean Murphy joins us. Added a home run late, did a great job behind the plate with uh, Frankie Motas and Murph, explain tonight the, the evolution of the confidence that Frankie had with the split as the game went along, how he had confidence, you had confidence, could continue to call it, and got the action that you wanted on that pitch. Uh, yeah, you know, early in the game it was a little uh, a little erratic, but uh, it's one of those things we can't, you know, give up on throughout the game. And he went out there and, you know, props to Frankie. That's a sign of a good pitcher. He made an adjustment halfway through the game and he found the, the feel for that thing. And... Uh, you know, he came through big in the late innings. Boy, he had a great life on the fastball tonight, too, didn't he? Oh, of course he always does. <laughs> you know, the two of the key at-bats were against Shohei Otani and uh, really stepping up first to 3-6-3 double play. Take me through that at-bat and watching this defense really do such an outstanding job. They've been so consistent all year long. Yeah, it was one of those things we got ahead, and then we were trying to make a you know a good pitch, uh, trying just a strikeout or a rollover. You know, Frankie finally got uh, the heater where we needed it to be, and uh, you know, credit to Shohei, still got a round on it, hit it hard, but just right at a cold lover. You know, Sean, one thing that at times has affected Frankie is trying to stay away from the big inning. A run is in, two guys are on, Otani's up his next time, and he's behind in the count, and you keep coming back with a split, which maybe is three best splits of the night. Explain the confidence and continue to call that pitch and why it worked the way it did the sequence there against Otani. You know, the way it was moving tonight, it was his, it was his best pitch. And, uh, you know, you kind of attack their, their best hitter with, you know, your best stuff. You don't want to get beat with, uh, you know, with you know, something secondary. You know, you want to go with what's working. And uh, the movement he was getting on it, it was kind of, you know, we were going to live or die by it. And make, you know, three great pitches at the bottom of the zone. And it's tough for anybody to handle what has impressed you team-wise about the way things have gone here recently? Continue to play consistent baseball. Uh, you know, more things are clicking. Uh, guys are coming up with big hits uh, when we need to. I mean, Elvis coming up with that huge double. It's uh, put up a crooked number there, and you know, it's a sixth. And uh, you know, that's a huge swing by him. You added some insurance as well, though, with the home run to deep left center field against a guy that stands, you know, six foot ten. 
What's it like seeing the baseball coming out of that hand and being able to put that kind of swing on it? You kind of just got to move your eyes up because you know it's going to come out of uh, a slot you're not used to. But uh, yeah, just making sure you find his release point. Well done. Thank you, Murphy. Appreciate it. Thanks, Vince. Sean Murphy joining us. A's Victoria 6-4. to four. Now back to you, Tony. Let's get back out to the phones at 833-625-2278. Let's go to Jesse in Oakland. Go ahead, Jesse. Tony. Hey, um, I'll tell you what. If if you if you had to think of a way to make the standings change quickly in the middle of a season, you know, it would be basically to do a rule change in the middle of the year that might affect half the pitching staffs in the game to the point where teams that were winning on pitching that you didn't see coming might all of a sudden stop winning because of that pitching. Look at the Giants tonight. Gave up a whole bunch of runs all of a sudden. And watch what might start happening to these standings over the next couple months. And, you know, lineups that weren't hitting might start hitting. And pitching staffs that were dominating might stop dominating. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a rule change in the middle of the season that could impact a game like that right in the middle of the year. You are 100% right. These guys are, you know, you're starting to hear all the moaning coming from pitchers. For God's sakes, Tyler Glass now is trying to blame his injury on this. I mean, it, it just goes to show everybody's doing it. Everybody is using some type of substance And Major League Baseball has basically said, all right, guys, we've warned you. We're not going to punish you yet. But if you don't get off it soon, we are going to start punishing you. So they've, like, given these guys time to wean themselves off this product or whatever product that they're using, and they got to figure it out. So, I mean, how much will this affect pitchers mentally? How much does it affect them personally and physically? You're right, Jesse. We have no idea what it's going to look like for pitchers once they start getting, you know, umpires and everybody's checking to see what they got on their neck and their wrist and on the ball and on their fingers and in their glove. It's going to be fascinating to watch. There's going to be a fallout. It'll be, yep, fascinating. So one of the things we know, going back to the steroid era, is that the A's don't typically tolerate in their in culture, in their environment, they don't typically keep cheaters around too long. You know, with, the, with some of the guys the A's won with in the earlier part of the century uh, were quickly gone unceremoniously to A's fans, and then they ended up, their names ended up in some reports. And then, uh, you know, but the guys who didn't do that, like Eric Chavez, kind of got to stay around. So I'm wondering if maybe, hopefully, if that culture persisted with this pitching stuff and that we don't have a bunch of those dudes, whereas other organizations probably did. That's my hope. You know what I mean? I I would – I don't know that answer. But moving forward, I would guess everybody's doing it. You know, it's kind of like Mm. – it's like kind of like the steroid era, right? When we thought it was just a couple – we thought it was certain hitters who bulked up, and we started realizing, man, a bunch of the pitchers are on it. This was actually more of a level playing field than we thought. So this gets me thinking, and I once again, I don't know who's using it, who's not using it, but I'm just going to go 
with the theory that pretty much everybody is using something. And now they're all going to have to get off, or at some point, Major League Baseball is going to start suspending people. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, the, you know, the ace pitching is only starting to get better just now, so hopefully they're not one of the staff. But, you know, uh, off the field, I was watching this meeting today. The county had a meeting, and it's a big meeting about uh, whether or not they would involve themselves in the financial aspect of Howard Terminal, and I was watching it, and I only got to watch the first hour, and it didn't seem great, but according to people on Twitter, it got better towards the end. I hope it works out. But if it doesn't, I have an idea that might help the A's get the money they need, okay? I was thinking about this, and if they're not going to be able to get the the city's half of the Coliseum, why not just, and and this isn't for you. You don't have to answer this. I'm just going to throw this out there for anybody who might be listening who might have an idea about this. Why not just do a deal, a, a backroom deal with the city of Oakland, okay, selling your half of the Coliseum to the city of Oakland so that they can then go ahead. And when the deal was done, when the, when the first pitch is thrown at the ballpark in, in Howard terminal in 2027, then they get the Coliseum site from you and they can turn around and sell it. Okay. Yeah. You take an $85 million hit on that. Okay. Cause you just basically give it to them for a dollar. Right. But you do that in exchange for the infrastructure money. And if you do that, you might have a deal because I think basically a lot of people on the Oakland city council don't like the fact that the A's are trying to develop 55 acres at Howard terminal and 130 acres at the Coliseum. That's 190 acres. There's some cities that aren't 190 acres and A's are trying to control all that. I think they're wrinkling some feathers and they're pissing people off. I don't know that, but that's my feeling. So that's just an idea I throw out there. Maybe uh, some Oakland politician is listening to this or, some A's executive, come up off that Coliseum half of it, stop being greedy, sell your half of that to the city, take the bullet, and get this deal done. Because I don't want to see the A's in Vegas. But based on what I saw today, I think the probability just went up. Yeah, I didn't get to see it, Jesse, so uh, thank you for the phone call. I, I, I can't comment on it. I didn't get to see it. I was working today. Um, yeah, I mean business there's negotiations and there's always negotiations i don't think 2027 is something anybody's really i mean 2027 like really and that's shocking to me 20 so so you're going to play in the coliseum 2022 23 Another five years at the Coliseum? Are you serious? I. You just you just wonder. You just really, really wonder. How bad do people want it? But once again, I mean it's negotiations. Negotiations can change. Um you know, I, I don't know what else to say. What what I, what what I do know is that action has to be made. It's time. It's 2021. And really, what you need to hear from the politicians are: Are you in or are you out? And if you're out, just say it. 
Now, they'll do that with a vote on the 20th of July, but are you in or are you out? That's what baseball, that's what baseball, everybody wants to put this on the A's. It's just, this is what baseball wants. Are you in or are you out? And if you're like threatening with like a WNBA team, basically you just became a minor league city. Nothing against the WNBA, but it's not the NBA, it's the WNBA. The WNBA survives because the NBA pays for it. I mean, you got it, you know. What are your priorities? But something's got to get done. And hopefully something does get done. But unfortunately, I've watched two teams leave. And everybody made all these excuses of why they left. Whatever the excuses are, what does it matter? They're gone. They're not coming back. I remember people like, oh, the Raiders will be back. No, they're not. They're not coming back. Have you seen that stadium they have in Vegas? It's incredible. Warriors aren't coming back. So what are your priorities? And if your priorities are not sports, that's that's. these are your elected officials. These people were elected, and they're supposed to do what's best for the community. Is sports what's best for the community? I think so, but they may not. So I don't know. But if you're still trying to play the wait and see what you haven't been, you 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 haven't been paying attention if you're the county or the city, you haven't been weighing your options. See, I think they have. Like all of a sudden, we have found, I don't know, people following. Now, I've been kicked off Twitter and can't get back onto my account. They've zapped my account. They've taken my blue check. They've zapped all the people I was following, so I, I can't really – but I just know there's there's been at least one council member that I know for sure started following people, like A's cast. So let's not act like these people haven't known this has been coming down the deal. I mean, Dave Cavill has worked harder than any Oakland executive ever to try and get something done. You can't dispute that. Yeah, tell me what Rick Welts did for the Warriors with Oakland. Tell me what Mark Bedane. I'm talking about these these guys are presidents. What did Mark Bedane do to keep the Raiders in Oakland? Did they did, did these guys go to Washington D.C.? Did these guys go up to Sacramento constantly? Were these guys constantly talking to the governor? Were these guys talking, constantly talking with the mayor? I don't remember that. I mean, you least have to say Dave Cavill has worked harder than any other Oakland pro sports executive to get a new stadium done in the city of Oakland. He's got you in the red zone. We had him on. He said the five-yard line. Are you going to help him push that ball over the goal line? It's a yes or no. Are you in, you out? But waiting around forever, you know, politicians are really good at waiting around. Politicians get going when all of a sudden votes are coming up. 
You can, and I got people blowing up my phone right now as we speak. Some agree, some don't. Whatever. You're going to lose your team unless you play ball. And then how do you win? How do you win that? What's the win? Where, where, where has this city won? I mean, they're, they're, are, they, are they fixing the homeless problem? I don't know. But how do you win by losing teams? I don't know where, what you gain, what you win. I don't know. All right, the number is 833-625-2278. We'll continue with your phone calls. We're, we'll hear from the skipper, Bob Melvin, next. After the A's take down the Halos 6-4. to four. It's the A's Clubhouse Show. This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Great news. Our indoor dining is back, along with our beautiful patio dining. Come taste our world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 83 years. The Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek has one of the most dynamic menus, plus a full bar. Pot pies, gourmet burgers, sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget, we still do takeout and delivery. For all the information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. DQ presents, picture this, picture the Girl Scout Thin Mints Blizzard. You see two iconic treats blending together in a mesmerizing swirl of pieces of Thin Mints cookies, cool mint, and world-famous DQ soft serve. You smile the biggest smile you've ever smiled. It's a double smile because your two favorites, DQ and Girl Scout Thin Mints, are together in one delicious treat. And the only reason you stop smiling is so you can start eating. The Girl Scout Thin Mints Blizzard, exclusively at DQ. Get it delivered at DQ.com. DQ, happy tastes good. With no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, banking with Capital One is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Kind of like choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick! Sorry, kids! Yep, even easier than that. And with our top-rated app, you can bank anytime, anywhere, making Capital One an even easier decision. Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? New consumer accounts only. Approval required. Terms apply. Capital One and a member FDIC. During these difficult times, PG&E wants you to know about our CARE program, which can help customers facing economic hardship reduce energy bills. To find out about CARE and other programs to lower bills, visit pge.com care. Oakland A's fans, shoot up for a brand new season at MLBShop.com. Check out new 2021 gear and shop the largest selection of official caps, t-shirts, hoodies, collectibles, and more. Gear up with the Oakland A's at MLBShop.com. Swings and drives one. Dead center. Back is Kane to the track. At the wall. Jumps. It is gone. Matt Olson turns around Josh Hader and walks off the Brewers in game one of a three-game series. You're listening to A's Cast. And now the 0-1 pitch on the way. is swung on and drilled to left. Way back. Yastrzemski will turn and watch, and the A's have tied it up on a ninth-inning grand slam by Stephen Piscotti. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. Let's go to Andrea, the astrologer. You are on the A's Clubhouse Show. Hi, Tony. How are you? I am doing well. The A's with another victory. 
Yes, it was uh, a great victory and a big night for Scorpios. Uh, Tony Camp, October 31, 1991, and Bob Melvin uh, for the contract for 2022, October 30th, 1961. Glad to see that take place, too. And uh, with Mercury Retrograde, just double-check the details. But uh, all in all, just a very powerful, transformational uh, evening. And Kemp was so funny. I don't know if you saw the uh, clip. He was on a rolling chair, and he pretended to roll off the stage and crash. <laughs> no, unfortunately, I got to uh, – you know, that's the thing that what happens with uh, NBC Sports California is – I'm working when they're on, so right, right. Pre, pre and post. So I, I never get to see, uh, even though, you know, I have all the respect in the world for Brody and Stu and mm-hmm. and Shooty and Bip and all these guys and Dontrell. It's just, unfortunately, I'm working the same time they're working. So, you know, back in the day, I used to be able to watch a little bit of it, and I would, you know, they come up with great notes, but uh, unfortunately I can't see that. But oh, you know what? Yeah, so, it'll be on Twitter. No worries. So I'll, I'll tell you this. Yeah. We didn't make a big deal out of Bob Melvin's extension on, right, A's, right. on A's Cast Live because, like, it's almost like, of course he's going to get extended. Right. Wait, you're, you're, you're going you're gonna to allow, like, you're going to allow the guy who just broke the record for most wins by a manager in A's history, you're going to let him walk at the end of the year? Right. Like, What? That's that 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 was not happening. So yeah, it's great for Bob, but it's kind of like, of course, that was going to happen. Right. It was kind of a done deal, but nonetheless, nice to give him the praise and the shout out, and he's so well respected uh, in the clubhouse, and and really an inspiration of transformation. That's the Scorpio uh, mantra. He is a leader of men. Yes. That's who Bob Melvin is, and Billy Bean is a smart dude. Mm-hmm. And Billy Bean has realized over the years that you do got to have somebody who's got to be at the front of the bus, who's got to be at the front of the plane, and mm-hmm. who and who has to lead the human beings. Somebody, you, you can have all the data, you can have all the analytics, someone has to deal with the players. And, right. Bob, and, and that's what Bob Melvin is great at. And like I said, he's a leader of men. And Billy Bean said today, you know what? We can go to bed at night knowing that the guy running our ship is going to do it right. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's not going to say something stupid. He's right. not going to get in trouble. He's not going to lead you down the, you know, he's not bad for the brand. He's not bad right. for the organization. He's a guy that grew up an A's fan. He's a guy mm-hmm. who loves this organization, who loves his players, who loves being here. That's been my thing, right? My thing over the years has been this. If you got people that love being here, you better keep them here. Because yes. there's, there's, there's been plenty of people that said, I can't wait to get the hell out of here. So when you've got somebody who wants to be here, you got to mm-hmm. take care of them. Yeah, no, that, that's that's a good uh, good omen right there, what you just said. Yeah, from your lips to the baseball gods and goddesses' ears. Yeah, no doubt about it. Thank you for the phone call. You be well. Let's go to Trey. Trey, you're on the A's Clubhouse Show. Hey, what's going on, Chris? Just another victory. you got to love it. Oh, yeah, playing well this month. Shout out to Andrea. She makes my night when she calls. 
I have so many people, my friends, going, when is she calling? I want to hear the astrologer. It's pretty funny. Hell, yeah. She's cool. So you're going to laugh, but I haven't called in ever since we were talking about Chris Carter and Michael Taylor being called up. So it's probably been 10 seasons. <laughs> you were one of those guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I listen to you faithfully. I'm an East Bay native. I'm a Las Vegas resident right now. I don't want to get into any of the moving. But I just want to give a you know shout out to the team playing well. I predict Elvis Andrews is going to tear this summer up along with Sean Murphy. We're already seeing it right now. I just want to thank you for everything you do. I listen to you all the time, man. Well, that's uh, very kind of you, and thank you very much. And don't be a stranger. Right on, dog. Take care. Thank you. Yeah, I'm getting um, I'm getting uh, to that point in my career where people have been listening to me since they were kids. <laughs> And it's and it's and it's funny, you know. I, I've been doing this since God. When was my first year at KMBR? It was in the '90s. So that's how long I've been doing radio, and now the streaming and everything. And I'm just honored to, I'm just honored to do this. I love what I do. I love our talk show, Ace Cast Live. I love my producer, Commander Cody. There's a reason why I stole him from 95.7 The Game. I love all of you. I love being around the guys. I love being around our broadcast crew. You know, you got to love it. You got to have the passion. If you don't have the passion for it, then you got to go do something else. If you don't wake up excited to be around Major League Baseball or professional sports, then you should go do something else. I, I've loved my time with the Raiders. Uh, I was very honored to cover the Warriors when they won two titles. Uh, I've done TV for the Raiders. I've done TV for the A's. I've done. I used to do a TV show for the 49ers. I'm just. I'm just thankful of of these opportunities. And yeah, we are in tough times. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And you can say whatever you want, feel however you want. We're all just one person. We're all just one vote. And there has to be sacrifices that are made. So many of these towns across America have had sacrifices because they believe in community and they believe that professional sports is community. And when you can put 50,000 people in the same building, that's community. I mean, that's just a reality. And and I get people go, you don't understand or, you know, all I know is this. Let's take since 1990. Every single town in America that has professional sports has built something brand new. Since 1990, I'll go all the way back to 1990. You'll find a baseball ballpark. You'll find a football stadium. You'll, you'll, you'll for sure, in most cases, find an arena. What's the only, I mean, major city that has not built anything new? That's Oakland. They put up Mount Davis. They redid the old arena. Nothing new has been built. Hell, Kansas City built an arena with the thoughts of luring NBA or NHL there. And neither one never came, but they still built it. 
I've traveled, folks. I've traveled all over this country with teams. I've seen the beautiful palaces. I've been in these incredible football stadiums. They're incredible. I've walked the sidelines. I've been to these beautiful baseball parks. I've seen it with my own eyes. For those people who don't think this stuff can happen, maybe you need to travel a little bit. Go down, see Petco Park, and see what a new ballpark does for an area. Look across the bay, right? Look across the bay. What was around Pack Bell Park at the time they built it? Nothing. Momos? Now look at it. It's a thriving neighborhood. You can't tell me if you build it, it's not going to come. You got to invest in your city. Let's go to, so where are we? Where do you want me, where do you want me to go, Scotty? Let's go to, this is a different Jesse. Jesse, you're on the A's Clubhouse show. This is Robert. Sorry. All right, Robert. Go ahead, Robert. Yeah, I just want to, we, we all appreciate, you know, you know, the former Bay Area guys, we've all moved everywhere. I, I'm up in Portland, Oregon. I don't think they're going to bring any. A's up here. It's just going to, this city's going through a mess right now. And I don't think Major League Baseball wants to come up here deep down. Um, but getting to the, the A's, um, you know, I really think that Caprillion proves that you've got to hold on to these young guys because that kid, that Bruin uh, is really coming on, coming into his own now. And remember, he was used last year in a, in a, tight game or a mop-up duty game against the Giants and that was his very first appearance parents showed up over there in San Francisco and now uh, they get look at him I mean he's just he gets upset when he's not having a good game I mean he really uh, thinks he should be doing the job so I think one of these days Puck or Lazard I'm not saying both of them are going to make it but I think one of them is going to make it I, I, I sure hope both of them make it. And, yeah, Caprellian is a guy who the Yankees, obvious, you know, they made him a first-round draft pick out of UCLA. And it was just unfortunate, like so many pitchers, he ended up having Tommy John surgery, and they needed pitching, and they wanted Sonny Gray. And they basically gave the A's, they gave the A's three players that were injured that, Three players, they probably, I mean, I don't know about Mateo, but I doubt they would have moved Fowler and Caprellian if they were guys that were healthy at the time, but they weren't healthy at the time. So it was a gamble, and right now, if Caprellian keeps winning, you won that trade. Sonny Gray's no longer there, and you've got one of the three guys, and he's in your rotation. I would say the A's won that trade, and, yeah, I, I – if you look right now and you say, okay, someone said to me, Jesus Cesardo should be starting. I'm like, well, who would you take out of the rotation right now for, for a guy that's given up 10 home runs already this year and Jesus Lazardo? No, I think they're using him correctly. I mean, he, he definitely uh, – he, he needs one more pitch. I think that's his issue. And like you say, his fastball, you can't depend on that sucker when he's not got command of it. I mean, it's just the way it is. Uh, he, he just you keep using him in middle relief, 
uh, see if he turns the corner, but to send him down again, I, I don't know if that's the answer going to Vegas because, you know, like you said, it's a launching pad. I, I don't I don't think he's going to benefit from that. But I don't think he, you know, unlike Puck, who needs to, you know, get innings in and stay healthy, Lizardo's at least, for the most part, healthy. And he does have some really good pitches. He just doesn't. Uh, he just doesn't have command of them. That's the and Frankie was like that for a long time, and Cotton was like that before that. I mean, you just have to ride with these guys, and you know they all can't just uh, take off right away. And I hate to get rid of them when you get them on the cheap. You know, not paying them a lot of money right now for crying out loud, and you don't have to. And it's like I'm kind of upset. Chapman's hitting the hell out of the ball now because. He's, he's, you know, he's going to be, uh, if he finishes this year strong, they're going to have to pay him some real money. And I don't know if they can afford both him and Olsen. That's the big problem with his, you know, with, with Oakland. I mean, you know, the city's not really a, I know you said major city. Oakland's caught kind of a tweener city. They're not like, you know, these big, big cities that take up so much geographical uh, uh, space. Oh, Bay Area is different. You've got all these cities in the East Bay. If they all were allowed to vote, you know, and they all share uh, paying for, you know, some stadium wherever it wound up, you know, Jack London or elsewhere, you, you, you'd get approval. But if Oakland's got to do it all by themselves, you've seen what happens, Townie. They just don't do it because the city's got so many other issues. It's tough to get them to, you know, pull a trigger since they built Mount Davis. Yeah, it's been a mess. There's no question. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah, Portland. Um, Portland has had such unrest for so long. I don't know if Major League Baseball is going to want to go there. And plus, they're not going to pay for a stadium. They're not going to put any money into a stadium. That's just a reality. Let's go to uh, David. David, you're on the A's Clubhouse show. Oh, hi, Tony. Um, I just wanted to reiterate what you said earlier about the stadium issue. You know, I've lived in Oakland for 32 years, and I've watched this whole thing evolve or devolve or whatever. And I'm so frustrated that nobody's going to take action and get it done. I have almost no confidence that the city of Oakland can get this thing done. And if anybody just sees the renditions of that stadium and how beautiful it is and how wonderful what it would bring to the downtown area of Oakland, I mean, in my mind, it's a no-brainer. And I'm basic like you. You know, there's... There's lots of issues, obviously, but why can't somebody's got to stand up and have the strength to get this thing done and push it through? Because you're right. If we lose this last team, Oakland's going to be just a second rate or third rate town in my mind. Well, and I've had people suggest to me like, they, they, well, the NFL will come back. And the, you know, I'm like, no, they're not. I mean, first of all, this has now been deemed. 49ers territory 49ers are never ever ever gonna allow another team to come back nope not gonna happen and they got other cities they got other cities out there that there's always cities that are looking to i you know it's like one of them is a monster city with san antonio the problem with san antonio is that jerry jones thinks that's cowboy territory but they're always looking for cities who and I don't think the NFL is going to expand anyway at this point. I mean, the thirty I think thirty-two teams is the right number. They know it, and that's why baseball wants to go to thirty-two. 
it's the right number. And if they expand to 32, that's expansion fees from two different rich billionaire or billionaire uh, ownership groups that then the rest of the 30 owners, they'll split all that money. And the way it's being explained, this is not from me. This is from these national uh, national columnists. They're saying, hey, these owners lost a lot of money last year because they only had 30 home games. And so expansion money will give them a lot of money that they lost from uh, 2020. So as much as everybody thinks, you know, I've heard it with the Rays, I've heard it with the A's, everybody wants to say, oh, Major League Baseball is just stepping in to try and put pressure. If you're buying that, tell me, Major League Baseball wants an answer, and they want it now. And that's just the reality. Yeah, just one other thing. You said you missed uh, watching the pregame show with uh, with Brody Brazil because you're doing your own show. Yeah, but yeah, they they did a little blurb from um, from the meeting th- this afternoon with the the uh, with the Alameda County, and there was one particular supervisor they highlighted. His name is, I think, uh, Keith Carson from District Five. He was the one that was saying, "Why are we dealing with this?" Why should we even be talking about this until Oakland takes care of it? That's just basically paraphrasing kind of what he said, which, you know, totally misses the point of getting support. You need support from the county. Oakland's part of Alameda County, so you need to have the support. And if they don't even want to listen to it, they don't even want to deal with the issues. I mean, I just think, you know, it's they're missing the point. I'm with you. We're pro sports. We hope they're all pro sports, but not all people in politics are pro sports. Thank you very much for the phone call. And we'll do one more before we get to Bob Melvin. Matt, you're on the A's Clubhouse show. Hey, Tony. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I'm uh, I'm a big big A's fan. I did a meet and greet with Dave Cavill. I so I grew up with Stabler and Vita Blue when I when I was a kid. But <laughs> so I got to talk about the Raiders kind of quickly. And uh, from my point of view, they've I think they've just left a wake of ill will at every city they've played at. Um, I, you know, uh, Mount Davidson is still being paid for by Oakland taxpayers. So I say good riddance to the Raiders. Um, about the ballpark, you know, I'd like nothing better than a packed bell ballpark in downtown Oakland, but I think it's, I think it's unreasonable to ask the city and the state and the port authority to pony up a billion dollars when Fisher is worth four billion himself. And um, you know, I think the old location where the Coliseum is now is the perfect location, um, and that's that's what that's what I'm about right now. Well, uh, Matt. Two different franchises, you tried to make that happen, and they both left. I don't know why you – I mean, I don't know why we keep trying to use the blueprint that has failed over and over again, Matt. Why do you want to keep doing the same thing? You're 0 for 2 with that with that thinking. You want to be 0 for well, 3? Yeah, I think so. My point is, you know, I'm I'm glad the Raiders have gone because they added nothing to the community, to be honest, financially. Um, as as far as the downtown ballpark, I think it's just it's too expensive considering what else is going on with Oakland right now. I mean, if you've I'm sure you've driven in downtown Oakland. 
Yeah. You see the issues that are going on with that city. They're drowning in, in um, homeless people. And I, uh, I think a ballpark is just kind of frivolous at this point, to be honest. Well, then technically you have your answer. There you go. Right? I mean, that's, that's where we're at. It's, it's, it's either you're in or you're out. That's where we are, yeah. in or out, and it's not it's not the Coliseum. I mean, that this not this is what Major League Baseball has said. They've been consistent with the A's, saying it's Howard Terminal and not the Coliseum but, site. And every single time you try and push a team back to the Coliseum, they leave town. But yeah, that's that's where you hear crickets. Why why isn't the Coliseum a viable place? They're just they're mandating it, and it's I I don't think they're giving it uh, the opportunity that it deserves. Hey, Matt. When was the stadium built? Uh, probably 65, 66. 1966. Tell me what's been yep. built. Tell me what Oakland and Alameda County have built around the Coliseum since this place is so great. Why? What have they built since 1966 where I wasn't even alive? <laughs> oh, man. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Hey, hey, see this? You know what the good thing is? Is I've I've already had all these conversations, right? I had I had to deal with this for the Raiders. I have answers for all of your questions. This is not you my fir- this, this is not my first rodeo doing this. You know what I'm saying? I I, hey, I, I was on the Warriors station when the Warriors left. I was on the I did the Raiders pre and post game. I was the sideline. I did all the Raiders stuff. I did John Gruden and Jack Del Rio on TV. I've lived yeah. this playbook, and You're I an hear, and I hear these people talking about the Coliseum site, and I go, I, I mean, how many times? You know, what, the definition of insanity, keep doing the same failed project over and over again? I mean, come on. All right. right? Let's change the subject. Let's talk about the A's in first place. <laughs> I'm all down. I much, hey, trust me, I much rather talk about that on a nightly basis than talk yeah, about this they're, stuff. They're doing well, man. Thanks, Tony. Take, Take care. care, buddy. Take care. Yeah, I hate to tell you. I hate to tell you. <laughs> the whole pushing people back to the Coliseum site. Doesn't work. I don't know how many times he has to, has to prove to you. Like, how many teams do you need to lose for you to get it? Right? Like, there's. I, I've heard the Raider hate. Oh, it didn't matter about the Raider. Take the Raiders out, okay? Take the Warriors out. Whatever you feel about those organizations. You lost the NFL. You lost the NBA. That's what you should focus on. Don't focus on the A's. Focus Major League Baseball. You lost the number one sports and entertainment business in the United States of America. There's nothing in the entertainment business that's bigger than the NFL. Not movies, not music, nothing's bigger than the NFL. The NFL is the monster. The top 20 watch shows and television every year is the NFL. No one even compares to the NFL. So, however you want to, oh, it doesn't matter, we lost it. Yeah, you lost the NFL. It's a big deal. NBA is pretty big. You lost the NBA. And if you don't care, and once again, the thing is, there's so many people that want to talk about this, but they don't live in Oakland. So you don't matter. Because you don't vote in Oakland. You don't vote for these people on city council. 
That's where Oakland people need to stand up and fight for this and fight for what you want. Because you decide whether these people get elected or not. That's how politics works. You want a politician to do what you want that person to do? You got to let them know. And they have to know that the people who vote for them, what do they want? They work for you. You voted them in. They work for you. Are they doing what you want? Because obviously, if you're listening to the show, you want baseball. I, 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 I wouldn't believe that anybody listening right now would be somebody that's like, I don't care if we have baseball. You wouldn't be listening. That's why I never talk about attendance. You know, when people want to rail on attendance, I never talk about that because the people who listen to the show go to games and they don't want to hear it. And, hell, I don't want to talk about it. The people who don't like baseball, they're not staying up at night listening to the A's cast. I know that. You know that. I do the show for the people who do love the A's, who do go to games. We just want to keep the A's here. Something's got to be done, though. Talk's cheap. And there's been a lot of talking as as Brad Pitt. Remember him? Moneyball? A lot of talking. You're just talking. Actions speak louder than words. Bob Melvin up next here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Driven, determined, resilient. Cal State East Bay students are today's creative thinkers and tomorrow's workforce for the region. Cal State East Bay is recognized as one of the most transformative college experiences nationwide, educating the new generation that questions the status quo and works together to find meaningful solutions. Apply today for our degree and certificate programs. We are not just a university, we are a community. Find yourself here at csueastbay.edu. A's fans, New Era Cap is proud to be the official cap of your Oakland Athletics. Next time you visit the Coliseum, be sure to drop by the New Era Cap stand to pick up your A's New Era Authentic Collection Cap. Remember, you can always visit us at neweracap.com to shop our latest selection, including our limited edition and exclusive drops. New Era Cap, the official on-field cap of Major League Baseball. Francis Ford Coppola Winery is home to wine, food, and adventure. Located just 90 minutes north of Oakland, we invite you to sip through award-winning wines like Diamond Collection Claret and enjoy the magic of Sonoma County in a family-friendly atmosphere known for its superior level of quality and integrity. Book a tasting and learn more at FrancisFordCoppolaWinery.com. Please drink responsibly. 2021 Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Geyserville, Sonoma County, California. Ask Sherwin-Williams and get your color your way. We've made it easier than ever to try and buy color. Preview paint colors in your home with our Color Snap app. Then visit SWSamples.com to have color chips delivered to your door for free. Or order some peel-and-stick samples to try on your wall. When you're ready to paint, shop online or stop by your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store and get everything you need. 
Hey, A's fans, summer is finally here, and that means home improvement projects. Still thinking about replacing your old windows? Consider beautiful, energy-efficient windows from Milgard. Let our team of experts help you turn your house into your dream home. Explore the door and window showrooms at Ashby Lumber in Berkeley and Concord today. Use code word A's fan and receive a special discount on your beautiful, energy-efficient windows and patio doors by Milgard at Ashby Lumber. Learn more at ashbylumber.com or visit our stores in Berkeley and Concord. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. The Athletics have the best record in June. They've won five in a row. Here's the skipper, Bob Melvin, with the media. Hey, Bob. Um, Obviously, Frankie is a splitter. Can you hear me? Yeah, no, I just can't see you usually. Oh, sorry. My bad. Sorry. Obviously, uh, Frankie I'll live. Splitter. I'll live. <laughs> you see the ugly mug. Um, there you are. Frankie Splitter has been an important uh, part of his pitch uh, mix. But what do you think about what he's able to do with it today and his his start overall? Yeah, I mean, it's you know kind of his go-to uh, off-speed pitch. Even though on certain days the slider is really good too. When he's got both working, he's throwing 98, 99 miles an hour. He's going to be a tough guy to deal with. That was the case today. Uh, probably had a little better command of his slit, split, but man, early innings, you're seeing a lot of 97s, a lot of 98s, 199 to strike a guy out. So you got to be ready for the fastball and they don't get the fastball. And sometimes they'll get some ugly swings. Hey, about talking about the montage, would you uh, agree that that uh, strikeout to Otani on three spitters in a row? When the game was tied, probably the, the biggest out in the game. Yeah, it was a, it was a big momentum changer. You know, anytime Otani's up there with a chance to to change the game and and you strike him out. I mean, get him out, period. But strike him out like that, you know, it's it feels like it's a little more than just an out. So it goes back into our dugout, and you know, we end up scoring some runs, and you know, it was a little different little different game after that. But that was a huge. Uh, there, there's certain outs in the games that are bigger than others, and that was a really big one. Yes, also, please talk about the contribution of the uh, third uh, part of your lineup, especially Kemp leading off that inning that you scored two runs there, and Andrews coming through with that double two RBIs. Yeah, you know, Tony's really been playing great. We've talked about this a lot, and, and getting some, you know, like today, he gets a lefty, gets a tough assignment, you know, gets a hit, get, you know, he, he's just finding a way, gets a walk, get finding a way and be in the middle of things and scoring big runs. And, you know, it's, he's been with all the injuries that we've had, it seems like he's the guy that's been picking up the slack and, and playing whatever position we need him to. And uh, he's been great. And Elvis has just been fantastic here the last month, month and a half, two months. I mean, you know, not only getting on, getting a share of hits, hitting balls hard, but getting big hits. And that's what we've seen him do a lot in the past. And I think no bigger than that, the, you know, the double two run double today was huge, gave us a little distance and made it a different game. Bob, um, you've talked about the consistency from the starters in the past, but just the last two weeks, it seems like Every night, um, seems like they're going deep and, and not giving up a whole lot of runs. What can you say just about the, the consistency of the stretch here? Yeah, it's been impressive to watch. And, you know, we've talked often about, too, how they push each other. And the next day, you know, if someone wants to take the baton and, and pass it on and do, you know, do even more. So, 
you know, it would have been easy to take him out after six and go to the bullpen, although we were down some guys today, but he wanted the seventh. He deserved it. His pitch count was was under control and, and gave us seven really solid innings against a really good hitting team that's been playing great coming in here. So, you know, not only did he pitch well, he pitched well against a team that's been swinging the bats really well. John Shea. Talking about Olsen's offense all season, but that play he made and that play Bolt made, was there one of them that had a greater difficulty factor? I mean, a diving catch plus that double play had all kinds of moving parts. Yeah, I liked them. I like both. <laughs> but when, when you get two for one, you like it even more so. And, and you know, to, to you know, get the ball to second base as quickly as he did, most first basemen are just going to take you out at first base. But he's just so good at that. And he practices every day. He knows the lane he needs to throw at and then scoops the ball on the other end of it. So, you know, he's he's just a really, really good player. And, and you know, offensively and defensively, he does things that, you know, consistently on, uh, on a nightly basis that, that you kind of shake your head at. You get a little bit spoiled like Chapman's defense at third. But this, this guy's an all-star. And, uh, you know, he's been playing like it all year. Yeah, I think there's no question about it. I mean, he went to left field today. And it kind of kind of reminded me of, you know, something that, like, you'd see with, you know, Wade Boggs or a Tony Gwynn. But, obviously, they're not the, even close to the size of Matt Olson. But just the way he flicked the ball into left field. I mean, that's when you become a complete hitter. When you can get, when you can get base hits, foul pole to foul pole is when you become legit. And you have the power to go deep to all fields. That's great. But when you can hit and hit for power, that's where you see everything start to rise. The OPS goes up. Every, your war goes up. And you become a complete player. And your war goes up, too, because your defense is so good. All right, let's hear from the winner tonight, Frankie Montas. Hey, Frankie. Uh, obviously, the splitter is an important part of your, your pitch mix, but what do you think about what you were able to do with this today, especially uh, in that strikeout against Otani? Um, I feel like the kills, I was just like, I was throwing a lot of fastballs earlier, and uh, like, I didn't think like he really saw the splitter. And uh, when they saw it, like, I was really like bouncing at the beginning of the game. And I was able to make an adjustment with it, which was good. And um, I was able to throw it uh, in his own. And uh, Otani, like, he's he's swinging, you know? He goes out there to swing. What kind of adjustment were you able to make with that? Is that just sort of what you were seeing from his at-bat? Uh, just, just my delivery with it. I was a little short. And then I just I just try to get extension with it now. Martin Hey, Frankie, um, we've talked a lot about just the kind of competition you guys have within, within the rotation. Um, how would you kind of describe just the way you guys are, are feeling right now? Just over the last couple of weeks, it seems like you guys just constantly going out there deep into games and, and just you're not, not allowing a whole lot of runs. I feel like we're just fitting out each other, man. Like uh, everybody that goes out there, goes out there, try to give 100%. And uh, I feel like we all just trying to follow that. Lee McCauley. 
Hi, Frankie. How much fun do you have with those matchups when it's a guy like Otani and, you know, just, just working through through a lineup like that? And, and did you, do you get extra jazz uh, after that? They're not, they're not really fun when there's some guys on base. But, <laughs> but um, nah, I'm just happy that I was able to go out there and contribute to get a win, man. You know, Frankie, Tony Kemp was just up here and said that um, – you just never give in. You just keep going no matter what. And uh, it's just so much fun to play behind you. I mean, what, what does that mean to you coming from, from a teammate who's, who's backing you up there? Man, I, that makes me feel happy that I say that. But um, I got there trying to give my best, man. I got there trying to just help him whatever I can and just try to do my job and, and support my teammates. Tina Rubin. Uh, Tony was also saying that uh, you and, and the rest of the starters are pretty close knit and you guys have breakfast together. And I'm wondering if, if you can talk a little bit about what your relationship is with, with this group in particular and, and how you guys push each other. I can talk about that. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, man, I'm still like just being able to like every inning. Sometimes I go to Bassey or Sean. I was like, hey, what do you think about this pitch? Like, how do you think I should be pitching to this guy? No, because they they're from outside and they can they can probably see something that I can when I'm when I'm pitching, you know, and just just be able to talk to them during the game and asking questions about the game. Like I feel like that that helps us a lot. Hey, Frankie, uh, Tony talked about a little bit some of your bullpen sessions and how you work hard. Uh, you're drenched in sweat. Uh, what What is so important about some of these bullpen sessions that you do get that sweat? What kind of work are you doing? I feel like day two, uh, that's a bullpen day. That's that's one of the um, best days to work on your stuff and not just work on your stuff, but get prepared to go out there day five and uh, try to perform. You know, that's, that's what's going to like... If you was not feeling something that the the item before, that's that's what gets you ready. You know, you can work on stopping there and then you can make it better. So day five, you'll be able to to go out there and perform and have all your stuff. It was really cool to see it really adorable to see your family on the field earlier. Um, with Father's Day coming up, how important is that holiday to you? Um, I, to be honest, I was missing that. I was missing that um, on 19. Every every time before my start, I go out there and I talk to my little boy, you know, talk to my wife, and now now I see my little girl, and I was kind of bummed out that I couldn't do that uh, last year, and then I'm kind of happy that we have uh, fans back in the in the in the stand, and I can I can talk to them and I can see them before I go out there and pitch. Back to Martin. Um, does this feel like one of the, the best stretches of, of your career? I mean, it seems like the last four or five times out, um, you've had you've talked about having really good stuff and feeling really good. Um, I don't know if, if you can compare it to other years, but um, how are you just feeling right now over this last month or so, it seems? Like I said, man, I'm just, I'm happy. I'm just happy that I, I'm, every time I'm going out there, I'm feeling better. You know, so I'm feeling better. I've been working really hard to try to get better, man. And just to be able to see results, it's just, I'm just grateful, man. We'll finish up with John Shea. Those uh, three, the three swings and misses uh, to Otani in the fifth, to end the fifth, 
Um, did it seem like he was expecting fastball on every pitch? Because all three of those were pretty much right below the zone, all kind of the same pitch. Man, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, yeah, I was just trying to make good pitches. I was just trying to execute my pitches and uh, execute it. And then, like you say, he was probably expecting fastball, and he was just he was swinging. He was he was trying to drive in a run, you know. And on that double play, uh, Olsen to second and back to Olsen, you seem like a big fan on that play, uh, watching it develop. Were you pretty amazed at, you know, his footwork, his instincts, his quickness? To be honest, I'm not tripping with those guys out there, man. Those, just hit it. You want to hit it, hit it, man. I don't care. Just hit it in the ground. They, they're going to find a way to make us for you. And... I'm just happy to be out there and see what they can do. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Yeah, what you got on the corners is just something special. Like, thinking of great third baseman in my lifetime. I mean, Mike Schmidt, to me, is the greatest third baseman of all time. And for a man his size, his I mean, it, I mean, obviously, what he lead the National League seven times or eight? I mean, it might have been eight times he led the National League in home runs. But he was very gifted defensively. I mean, he was Mike Schmidt could play. And that's why he's one of the great Hall of Famers. I didn't, you know, Brooks. I don't even know what year Brooks was done. I'm just thinking that uh, I'm not I, – I mean, I I know who Brooks is. I just don't remember every watching him play. I've seen the videos. Yeah, I mean, he, he, his last year was 1977. So, yeah, I didn't see Brooks Robinson. Mike Schmidt was legit. And I think a guys, you know, Adrian Beltre, who just, re- just recently retired, was legit. Scott Rowland was a terrific uh, defender. Eric Chavez, obviously, what we got to see for all those years. You know, like Chapman, a guy who was a shortstop turned third baseman. Same thing with Nolan Arenado's fantastic. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody be able to do the things that Matt Chapman does. Remember that one play, whatever year it was, two years ago or whatever, where he gets it and his body is moving towards the dugout and he still throws a frozen rope to first base. Like, you can't teach that. Like, what he did tonight with Kurt Suzuki, you can't teach that. That's just God-given ability. And that arm is just, my God. And then Matt Olson. I mean, we've had a lot of great first basemen. Whether you're talking about Keith Hernandez Don Mattingly, J.T. Snow was so good. There's been a lot of really good first basemen. Matt Olson's up there. And really the difference between him and maybe at the end of his career that may separate him from a lot of other guys is two things. His height and his throwing ability. Because there's a lot of guys who can pick it but they're not the best throwers of the baseball. But like you saw in that play, they just talked about the three with John Shea, the great John Shea. 
who I can't remember who coined it one time. He's the Columbo of the baseball media in the Bay Area. If you don't understand that reference, look it up, kids. But that 363, I mean, he is not afraid. Think about the first ever time we went to extra innings with a runner on second. It was Shohei Otani, and he gunned him down. This guy was a pitcher. This guy loves to throw the baseball. And and, and his wingspan, I think, also makes him so special. Because, I mean, think about it. If you're a shortstop or a third baseman, you know I just got to throw it somewhere in this radius, and this, this, this big dude is either going to pick it or he's going to catch it. Matt Olson's going to play a long time, and he's going to hit a lot of home runs. But he's also... I mean, he he's gonna. I I think there's an MVP award. He's gonna get the you know he's gonna get the the Gold Gloves, but I think there's an MVP award in his future. He's really that good. Now it's time to see what's on deck. Presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. Learn more at ashbylumber.com. What do we have tomorrow? I hate to say it, but it is a 12-37 game. Scott Pastorino, are you working this game? Oh, he'll be sleeping. I'll get you ready with A's total access at 11:37. First pitch at 12:37. Cole Irvin up against Griffin Canning as the Athletics go for the three-game sweep of the Rally Monkeys. How good would that be? Oh, they came in. Oh, they're red hot. Oh, they've won six in a row. Uh Uh-huh. They've lost two in a row, and the A's are going for the sweep. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you all tomorrow back here on A's Cast at 1137. Have a great night, everybody. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is a national brand with family-owned prices and service. You can shop at one of their Bay Area locations, and all stores are sanitized and safe. Or you can navigate their easy-to-use website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland, and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly. Cookies and milk. Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't. Because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official health care partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive. Visit kp.org today. No matter what's ahead, you count on family. And Northern California families count on Honda. Fuel efficient with high-tech safety features like Honda Sensing and Apple CarPlay. Plus legendary dependability you can pass down from one generation to the next. Right now, get an exceptional deal on a new Accord at your Northern California Honda dealer or NorCalHondaDealers.com. Around here, people count on two things, family and Honda. Ask anyone who owns a Honda. For the ones standing guard. For the eagle-eyed. For the knights in shining armor. And for all those who support them. We are Granger, your experienced safety partner. Offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click slash safety or just stop by. Granger. 
for the ones who get it done. Nothing sounds quite like a dad's day at Lowe's. Like the DeWalt 20-volt max brushless drill and driver kit for $99. And the Craftsman 3000 PSI gas pressure washer, now $289. Give him the day he really wants. This Father's Day, let dad loose at Lowe's. Home to any budget, home to any possibility. While supplies last, DeWalt drill kit offer valid 610 through 84. Craftsman gas pressure washer offer valid 610 through 623, U.S. only. Looking to stay up to date on all things A's? Head over to athletics.com slash A's cast. That's athletics.com slash A's cast to listen to A's baseball and full 24-7 coverage of the A's only on A's cast. With a single click, you can stream great shows, live pre and post game coverage, and of course, all the great action of the A's this season. Head to athletics.com slash A's cast today. This has been the A's Clubhouse Show. Brantley going back at the track, right to the wall. He'll turn and watch it fly. And the A's take a 1-0 lead. On the run back is Cannon to the wall. Jumps at the wall. He's got it. A Joe Rudy-type catch against the wall. Be sure to visit athletics.com slash A's cast on your device for access to exclusive A's content, including pre- and post-game for every game. Floriano going back at the track, right to the wall. He's there, and he makes a phenomenal catch. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of Oakland A's Baseball. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.